0: Welcome to Tradoc Talks. We're joined by Colonel Chris Myring, the Command Surgeon for the U.S. Army Training and Doctrine Command, and today he's going to talk to us about COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Welcome.
1: Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate the time to you know to come here and get a chance to uh, share some information that we have here at Tradoc Headquarters and uh, um, just kind of, you know, enlighten some folks about things that they can do for themselves and uh, things to protect themselves, and then also, uh, you know, kind of, you know, get uh, more knowledge about this uh, particular virus. So, again, this is the 2019 novel coronavirus. Uh, it's also being called uh, COVID-19 in the, uh, um, in the media, so you may hear it called that as well. Uh, so, earlier this year, January 30th in 2020, uh, the World Health Organization declared a public health emergency of international concern for coronavirus to uh, 2019. Um, this has been spreading you know, in uh, multiple different countries and uh, it's thought to be spread mainly from person to person. Uh, that's uh, what that means is that these are people who are in close contact with one another and it's usually within about six feet and that's uh, spread through the respiratory droplets. So when you cough or when you sneeze uh, from an infected person that those droplets can land in the mouth, nose or even the eyes of people who are nearby or they could be inhaled into the lungs and then, you know, tra- and then tra- transmit the disease that way so uh, people are thought to be most contagious when they're most ill and displaying a lot of these symptoms although some of the exposure may be possible before people even show symptoms or be asymptomatic uh, this can occur with this uh, new virus and it, because it may take uh, several days after being exposed before your symptoms show up it's very common with most viruses you know but uh, uh, that's one that's of, you know great concern for this particular one too uh, it's also possible that a person can get COVID-19 by touching a surface or object that has the virus on it and then touching their own mouth, nose, or even their eyes. Uh, this isn't the typical way that it's thought that this virus is spread, but it is very possible too. Uh, we know that it can last for an unknown amount of time on things like door handles, keyboards, phones, you know, things along those lines. The amount of time is being researched currently, uh, but it uh, first reports that it seems like it can last for about five to seven days on most services. Uh, The virus that causes the COVID-19 seems to be spreading easily and it's uh, sustainably in the communities uh, in some affected areas. Uh, Most commonly, it's in uh, China, Iran, South Korea, Italy, and Japan uh, that has been spreading, you know, increasing in uh, the amount of its spread in uh, countries like Germany, France. Uh, Spain and even the United States right now. The spread means that uh, people have been infected with the same virus in the area, even though they may not have traveled to countries of concern too before they became infected with uh, COVID-19. So, a little bit about the symptoms that you might get with that uh, could be some mild symptoms to severe illness, uh, even death. You know, um, you know, for some people, you know, with the you know COVID-19. Uh, those symptoms can come up uh, maybe two to 14 days after an exposure, and usually those are going to be fever, cough, shortness of breath. Uh, they can be similar to a uh, you know, common cold or common flu. Uh, So you could have a runny nose, uh, sore throat. You know that comes along with that. The only way to determine if you have actual COVID-19 is through a uh, validated uh, uh, Center for Disease Control or CDC prevention test and uh, prevention test that's done by medical professionals. A lot of these symptoms that I just described are common for a lot of viruses. So it's not if you come down with any of those symptoms too, and you haven't been exposed to anybody, don't automatically jump to the fact that you have COVID-19. If you Believe that you've been exposed to someone that has been diagnosed with COVID-19 or if you yourself are exhibiting some of the COVID-19 symptoms and you're concerned, uh, we just suggest you immediately contact your physician and that's preferably by telephone or other electronic means. The best thing is to not go directly into any of the clinics um, prior to contacting your own provider. If you have been exposed to COVID nineteen, we don't want to spread it to other people who may not have contracted that disease too. And so, we want to try to talk you through, you know, some of the symptoms that you're having, and then uh, we want to give you some, you know, better reassurance if uh, you should not be concerned, and then give you guidance on what you should do if you, if we do need to test you. Just to share that this virus does seem to hit people over sixty very hard, uh, regardless of how healthy they were before. And the overwhelming majority of the deaths from the virus are people age 60 and up and those who have other significant conditions. So, I mean, things like diabetes, if you have lung disease, heart disease. Um, And then just so that you understand, too, for those who are surviving, you know, the people who are uh, hit significantly with that, the average inpatient stay in the hospital is 21 days. Uh, If you compare this to the other end of the age spectrum, where there's been no deaths uh, around the world for children that are age zero to nine, even if they had some other health conditions, and the majority of young people who will get minimal cold symptoms, like a runny nose or a cough, even though they could be without any other symptoms, and they can carry the virus and spread it to others, So this was seen when people were tested with COVID uh, because they got the test because they were known to be living with a known case. And some of those individuals, they tested positive for having the virus, uh, but they were completely asymptomatic. Uh, and that came from uh, some of the Chinese uh, CDC studies, and then also you know from the Japanese studies that uh, studied some of the cruise ships. Uh, to explain that even further, so uh, some kids uh, or other kids, uh, teens, you know, can transmit the virus, and they they may not know that they have the virus, or they may just have such minimal symptoms, you know, that they uh, they're unaware of what it is that they have.
0: Sir, so what is uh, Tradoc and the Army doing about this?
1: Yeah, so really the Army has been taking some you know some. Excellent precautionary measures, you know, to protect the health of the force and uh, to maintain the operational readiness. Uh, so, our Trinoc's number one priority is our people, and so we've been continuing to evaluate the current day-to-day operations to ensure the safety of all of our soldiers, all the family members, and the civilian personnel. And so, we're really encouraging all personnel to follow the guidance that's been issued by the CDC and then uh, by your installations themselves. Um, we uh, rapidly implemented some stringent health and protection of uh, uh, health and uh, force protection measures to really try to seize control and prevent the spread of COVID-19 uh, so don't be alarmed with any of those you know we are uh, just really just trying to catch you know as many you know, individuals as possible you know give them you know good guidance on what it is how they can care for themselves uh, because really prevention starts at the individual level and then uh, that might mean you know controlling access to the installation and then protecting the critical assets and the personnel who operate them and then enfor- enforcing you know strict uh, personal hygiene procedures you know when uh, when those are applicable so-
0: so as we look at prevention and really focusing on those individuals, what are some of the measures they should probably be taking in order to make sure they're preventing?
1: Yeah, so you know so really important that everybody follows just some individual measures to you know keep themselves well. Uh, now this isn't just necessarily for COVID nineteen, but this is for all diseases. So this is guidance that we've put out for the flu, you know, to prevent you from getting the flu too. So really, uh, pr- you know, doing proper and frequent hand washing. So that means washing your hands for twenty seconds. So if, you, if you need a little song, you can sing Happy Birthday. You can sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Your choice, uh, or you could use uh, disinfectant wipes and then alcohol based uh, hand sanitizer uh, you know, readily available. You can avoid uh, some unnecessary physical contact with others. You know, so things like handshaking, um, just avoiding touching your eyes and your face and your mouth, uh, just. Just so everybody is aware too, that is a bigger challenge than most people realize. You know, To uh, not touch your, your eyes and your face, uh, you're going to have to take active you know, thinking on your own part to avoid touching those areas. But it is extremely important as that's a significant way of how we can transmit disease. Uh, for respiratory hygiene, you know, so this isn't really to protect yourself, but more to protect others from what you might have. It's covering your mouth and your nose with a bent elbow if you're going to cough or sneeze. So just uh, really just putting your face into the crook of your arm Uh, when you sneeze and then don't do that into your hands but if you accidentally do it and then sneeze into your hands if you clean your hands immediately with a hand sanitizer or wash your hands too that helps prevent some of the spread. Uh, If there are common surfaces you know that uh, you know that other people use you know so um, like if you at your workplace, if there's a shared phone, if there's uh, shared computers or anything like that too, uh, frequently wiping down the surfaces um, or using hand sanitizer after you use them. Um, Also other things too, like... uh, like if you open the door to the gym or open the door to a restaurant too, you know just remembering that you know you need to wash your hands or uh, just you know you know clean them off, you know um, before you you know if you have to touch your face or your um you know or your mouth at all. Biggest thing is that if you if you feel unwell, then stay at home. You know so uh, contacting contacting your own supervisors, you know kind of letting them know how it is that you feel, then contacting your physician or your uh, um, wherever you receive care, uh, just to kind of let them know about your symptoms too. So really if you are feeling, you know, like ill, then, uh, you know, then, you know, the even, you know, staying at home, basically. Now, we've seen um, a
0: big surge in terms of purchases of
1: facial masks and seeing them all over the place. Is that something necessary? Is that something soldiers need to have? Yeah, that's a great question, because, you know, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of run on, you know, for people trying to grab masks, Um, but you do not need to walk around with a mask to keep from getting sick. Uh, Really, typical surgical masks are for sick people to keep them from spreading their germs to well people they're not intended for well people to keep from getting sick you know because you can still get droplets in from the from the side or actually even into your eyes too uh, with wearing the mask you know so people are like, oh you know i see surgeons that are wearing the mask too so really those were brought about to prevent the surgeon's own germs from infecting the the you know the the patient that they're working on too and you know that's where they saw that you know the infection rates and surgeries you know really dropped significantly it's to protect you know, so when you cough or you sneeze, you cough or sneeze into the mask itself. Uh, don't take the mask off to cough or sneeze. You know, that's there to try to catch those droplets and keep them from spreading to other people. Um, really, you know, another thing is, you know, if you're out. And about, you know, just using just some, you know, social distancing when you're going out you know, just using about, you know, six feet of distance, you know, from most people trying to avoid large gatherings, you know, like sports events, concerts, festivals. Um, there's going to be some you know, changes that come about for the uh, organizers of some of those events, too. And if uh, in your community, if it seems like there's a real increase in the number of cases in that location, too, they'll probably put out some additional guidance. So I'll pay attention to that.
0: So all our introverts now have excuses not to go to social gatherings.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know this is uh, this is definitely you know, their benefit. So, what is the
0: army doing? You know, we talked about what is the army doing generally. What is the army doing different on installations right now? What do we think? What kind of if you live on base, uh, things like that? What kind
1: of changes might you expect? So. We're doing several different things and it depends upon the location too. So we are actually screening our new recruits that are coming in before they even show up to the maps. You know, we're, we're giving them some guidance as far as, you know, the restrictions to travel to some of the different countries that are on the the list, you know, that have the higher number of, uh, you know, cases, um, you know, Having them check for their own symptoms too before they show up, you know to the uh, shipping locations. And then uh, um, checking them again at the MEP stations you know, uh, before they uh, get onto the bus. Uh, we're checking people at the airport and new recruits as they come to the airports. And then uh, at all of our installations too, uh, so anybody that's showing up for training, uh, they are getting screened you know by the uh, treatment facility folks or, or by the uh, uh, the unit itself. and then uh, just checking for symptoms too. Um, there's been fantastic coordination between the treatment facilities, the military treatment facilities on all of our installations, and the, uh, the command teams at those locations too. Uh, there's been coordinated efforts rehearsals about how to do the, uh, you know, the procedures that they have in place, um, where people are supposed to go, where they would get tested, um, and so on. Just one other thing, too, uh, you know, because there are different levels of guidance, you know, so you'll probably hear some of the terms as far as quarantine and then isolation, Uh, Just to clarify for everybody, quarantine means that you may have had an exposure to somebody that has this particular disease, and you are well. You're well, but you don't have any symptoms yet. We're just waiting to make sure that you're past the point of where you could start to become sick. So you may get told, oh, we need you to be in quarantine. It's not a need for panic. It's just that we just ask you, you you know, staying at home, do a self-quarantine, watch for some of the symptoms, and then... Uh, if you start to develop any of those, you know, whichever treatment facility where you happen to be will give you some guidance as who to contact at that particular location uh, and then how you should seek out some care. Can
0: you define real quick, just more technically, exposure? So I I don't want to say I've been exposed. If uh, you know, there's one case in Virginia, and I live in the state of Virginia. So can you explain a little bit in terms of exposure, so people know, um, you know, when when they've truly been exposed?
1: That's a great point because uh, there are a lot of people who might get concerned. You know, um, you know where there may have been a festival that was two blocks away from them too, and uh, they felt that they were. you know, quote unquote, exposed, you know, to somebody that may have had that disease too. So really, we're talking about somebody that has truly tested positive uh, to uh, the disease, you know, where they had a a confirmed test, you know, that, uh, you know, documents that, and you were within close quarters. So if you were within that six foot distance, you know, with that individual, uh, maybe if you had, you shared some particular items, you know, you know, sharing a keyboard with somebody that tested positive for, for that, you know, talking on the same phone, you know, with that individual, touching some of the same objects that they may have to. Um, but if uh, just because you happen to live in the same state or even the same city or town of somebody that had that particular disease, or, you know, say if you even walked into the hospital and they happen to have patients that are in the hospital that have that, you've not been exposed. It really takes that level of close contacts, you know, for you to truly be exposed to somebody. Sir, what- what are the treatments, uh, if any, for someone who's contracted this disease? So right now, it's more supportive treatment. You know, so again, just, you know, staying hydrated, just the the typical stuff that you would say for somebody that has the flu or a regular cold, you know, just, you know, kind of watching for those two, you know, just drinking plenty of fluids, getting rest, you know, listening to your body, actually sleeping. But there's no specific treatment for the illness that's caused by the uh, COVID-19. Uh, I will share that there's a lot of research that's ongoing right now as far as for trying to develop a vaccine for that and an actual treatment for it Uh, there are some um, uh, some medications that are experimental right now you know just to see if they would be effective to treat it but there's no specific treatment you know um, for this particular disease right now
0: so sir uh, obviously this is a serious uh, disease that we're we're following right now Um, what else would you like to share
1: with the the
0: soldiers and leaders out there from TRADOC
1: uh, the biggest thing is that just understanding about it, uh, about what this disease is, uh, not panicking. You know, just kind of following the guidance that's at the MTF. Just understanding that um, your army leaders and tradoc leaders you know, and uh, all you know all the leaders at the installations and the treatment facilities at those installations have really done a lot of work right now. Um, you know, we are far forward in as far as for protecting all the people that uh, are in our communities and that work on our installations too. Uh, so uh, just be reassured about that, too, just understanding you know, what all is going on. Also know, you know we have uh, the Walter Reed Army Institute of Research and the U.S. Army Medical Research and Development. Uh, they've been working on efforts to try to help contain and control uh, the spread of the virus too. Coming up with some additional di- uh, diagnostic testing, you know, to kind of, you know that where we can, uh, you know, find out who might actually have this too. Um, but uh, but there's been a lot of uh, you know strong work that's done by a lot of high-level individuals and a lot of uh, you know you know, uh, you know amazing researchers too. And so the science behind uh, everything too has been nothing short of amazing right now too. So uh, very impressed by how everybody has responded to this too.
0: Well, Colonel Myring, thank you so much for taking the time out today to talk to us about. Uh, by the COVID 19, uh, how to take precautions against it, and how to make sensible decisions here. So, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, gentlemen.